0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our SAP Let's Talk Data Podcast, Modernizing Analytics with Next Generation Data Governance. So let me start by introducing our speakers today. We have Mike Locke. He is a managing director and principal at Aberdeen Strategy and Research, and he is going to be joined with Niels Weigo and Wolfgang Epting. These are the very best of solution advisors. They're experts in uh, the area of the business technology platform at SAP. And so, with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike, to kick off the discussion.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much, Corey and and uh, Niels and Wolfgang. We've we've worked together recently. It's great to have the chance to connect with you again on this this topic here. We've got. Uh, We've got a lot of important concepts to delve into. So why don't we why don't we jump right into it? I I I thought we could start by sort of defining some terms here and talking through what data governance is and sort of where it's been. Uh, I think a lot of people and I would probably include myself in this, at least formerly uh, a lot of people hear the term governance, right? And then they associate it with rigid process and, and sometimes bureaucracy. So this is actually something that we've been tracking in the research um, for many years now, the use of, of governance. Um, it's typically associated with larger companies um, and it's typically associated with compliance and regulatory efforts as well. I'll pose this to the panel here. Do we think that this is sort of a fair depiction of, of traditional legacy governance sort of process and bureaucracy for compliance purposes?
2: Yeah, Mike. Well, um. I would agree on that, and very often the term of governance is linked to the things that you must do uh, to take care of. Yeah? And traditionally, this is the view on external regulations um, that the companies um, must meet. Yeah? The internal definitions and the guidelines they have, the policies that are applied um, to the to the storage and the usage of the data, for example. So with a focus on, on all the things that what you are not allowed, <laughs> it's turned around. A lot of times it's that what you're not allowed to do with the data how to product and and have a safe harbor on the usage of the data so someone else is dictating what you are allowed to do that's kind of a a sense or, or feeling of of the term of governance however i think that establishing governance is not only about the negative um, or the protective side of dealing with data you you can see the governance as well as the defining of the guidelines and the ways how you can work with the data um, and what, what is the boundaries for to be exactly flexible and agile with well-defined borders, for example. So that's it that seems for me like um, one of the nucleus of governance to see that also from that perspective, it's not just the negative side. You, you can turn governance into a, a benefit in your organization as well. Um, how to work with the data and it's not just linked with governance, risk, compliance, like Big companies are doing that very often, data governance part of their initiatives like governance, risk, and compliance. That's my feeling. Yeah, and big companies are looking in that because they, they have more people maybe and they think they need to guideline them how to work with the data. That's my feeling. Adolfgang, what do you have as a perspective?
3: Yeah, so recently I looked in, into the way um, where 2,500 global enterprises um, were asked and so this was not not about data governance but about the chief data officer and um, what um, they found is when they looked at the annual reports um, they found um, that 70 times which is more than nine times the year before the term data was used in annual reports so in and interestingly companies with a cdo in place have 87 times mentioned data compared to the others. But what was really interesting is that they looked uh, on a text analysis and what they found is that the term data was just mentioned in paragraphs where it's very defensive. So they talked about cybersecurity, they talked about um, security, data protection and privacy and things like that. It was only rare that they found data was used together with innovation and growth this shows to me that people how people think about data governance it's it's still something that um, that is as you mentioned mike compliance and regulatory and not something that um, can generate real business value
0: yeah. It's interesting. Did you say 87 times more mentions of data for companies that have a CTO that's that's uh, or or CDO? That's fascinating. Niels you made some great points. The you know the, the people think of it as defensive. It's what what do you, what you can't do with the data. It's you know it's it's more regulatory and it's more sort of closed off as opposed to Nowadays, some companies at least are trying to bring things around to the point of of associating it more with innovation. I've heard the term data steward before, so it's it's. I think some companies are 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 seeing data. You know, it, it's about stewardship of the data, in in instead of only secure. I mean, security is a part of it, and compliance is a is an important part of it, um, critical parts of of it as well, but. Um, I think the the move, the shift towards seeing data and the things that you can do with it as more of an opportunity than as a as a, a threat um, or as a negative, I think is is a really important shift that we're seeing. So let's get the, let's, let's keep the this the more the more sort of pragmatic conversation going here. So, regardless of what perceptions of governance are out there. It is still proven to be an important capability for companies to have. I talked about security and compliance; those things are not going to stop being important. Uh, the research that that we've done shows that best-in-class companies, so the top-performing companies, are about forty percent more likely to use supporting technology for governance. So, so governance as a as a as a technology capability, but other things, uh, sort of surrounding it in a well-rounded. Um, technology strategy for governments. Uh, It's not a standalone discrete solution. It's typically used alongside other things like data quality, data catalog, data prep, things like that. So the the other thing that I would pose to the panel, what other complementary technologies do you guys see as, as important to the modern data environment alongside governance?
3: Yeah, so thank you, Mike. You make a very crucial point, um, um, I think. So I think um, the question is not um, to use technology for data governance or not, So, but, but I think uh, due to the complex data landscapes that we see with cloud data sources um, and so on, enterprises have to use technology and maybe AI in order to do a very good um, data governance. So. One example maybe would be um, to have AI to, to know your data. This is just a, a problem for a lot of companies to find data, to discover data, to classify data, maybe to find personal identifiable information into in their complete landscape in order to know um, where data governance and uh, data security maybe uh, can come into play. And based on this, um, using um, other technologies, so, newer approaches to data management, like Data Fabric, they talk about active metadata, data observability, and all this stuff that we see is uh, coming up. This is all showing technology and um, AI at data management and data governance. So, I think this um, this will be, of course, uh, will be the, the future. And we from SAP, of course, uh, we follow this um, and... Um, have maybe um, technologies that we can use uh, in order to do PII discovery or things like that in order to enrich our uh, data catalog solutions and so on.
2: Yeah, and and Wolfgang, just to complement and looking back maybe into, Mike, what you mentioned, so when we talk to SAP customers very often, is that, well, the the SAP system and and ERP system is is a well-governed system. Yeah, you have data models defined, you have processes defined, you have workflows in there, whatever is in there should be. And honestly, we all know the reality should be, it should be, and it's in reality not the case, Um, but that should be already governed data in there. Um, And it is not a world only of SAP, Wolfgang mentioned cloud coming up. We see a lot of discussions, can we just copy data from SAP into the data lake and process the data then there? And we say, well, we are losing something like semantics, for example. If you just copy tables like K and A one, and so that perspective is is one thing that you need to extend the capabilities that you have traditionally, with further complementary pieces like Wolfgang mentioned, and, and maybe one two things that I would add to 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 the cataloging and the, the know your data and where it is. I see that in the processes around data governance or management, automation would be one of the things to add as capability. Wolfgang mentioned PII recognition, uh, but it's also automating processes when working with the data, um, automating processes for integrating data by knowing the data models, for example. And um, a thing recently I had a conversation with our guys is linking more process and data knowledge together. So, process mining, identifying business processes, not running perfectly, but um, how can I link that then to the data that is produced? Processes are. Um, producing data, processes rely on data. So how can I link maybe data and processes in my data management as well? If I identify bad data, how can I directly see what process created that kind of data to improve the process driven by identifying wrong data? Um, that's that's one thing that I see as an as additional capability around uh, the data governance piece.
0: Yeah, that's so. You guys, there's a couple of really important things that you guys mentioned there that I wanted to sort of hit on. Wolfgang, you mentioned AI it's sort of at the outset of this, and I want to get back to that. But I talk about um, the trend that we've seen. It's 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 been going on for a while now, but it's it's it continues where it's sort of um, companies are starting to see data as a, more of an opportunity than as a problem. So when it when if when we first started talking about big data. It was something that needed to be dealt with. It was a problem that needed to be to be solved and managed. And now it's become more people are seeing it more as an opportunity to 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 generate insights and to be innovative. But in order to make that leap, there's a few important things that need to happen. And uh, you meant we both talked about one of them, which is. what do I have? You know, I'm, I'm trying to make decisions based on data. I'm trying to be innovative. I'm trying to make it an opportunity instead of just a problem. In order to do that, I've got to understand what it is that I have. So you've talked about data catalog and other technologies that help you understand, like, what is the nature of the data? Where are all the different data sources? Where, what are the you know, rights and privileges associated with them? What's the relative cleanliness of these different data sources? And um, what's the is there varying levels of trustworthiness across some of those? That's an important one. Um, you know, that that I would um echo, which is you got to understand what you have before you can really do anything with it. Niels, you talked about automation too. And so I want to bring it back to AI for a second, just as a follow-up. What are some opportunities that you see for AI as it relates to the data environment? Is it can AI be used effectively? in the understanding what you have capacity and can it be used for automation of some of these processes, like automating the cleanliness of the data and, and you know, the, the compliance of it and things like that? Um, do you guys, have you seen companies successfully use um, AI type capabilities in in these ways or others?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So one example would be a very large company using AI in order to Um, to do first-time right approach according master data for example this is where the technology can help to have clean and um, complete master data implemented based on AI on a base based on a rule engine so that basically means not uh, people have to type in data but what can be automated will be automated and um, there for example is just just one of the um, occurrences where, where I see AI um, at our customers really in place and really in action.
2: I think very often it is currently around data enrichment. Let's yeah? say we have a, a good set of existing data and we can leverage kind of machine learning for for um, creating models for new data coming in and having a recommendation what kind of attributes should be assigned, what kind of hierarchies are in there for these new materials that we are creating. This is one of the scenario I had in mind. The other way we are turning it around is like, um, um, do you want to create all your data quality rules on your own manually, or do you want to leverage AI to propose to you based on your existing data? What can be the rules that should be applied because 99% of the constellation is if A and B is populated, C is also populated with a term of X or whatever. Uh, How can you automate the detection of rules that you want to apply to your data quality rules with machine learning technologies? That's what we see in our customer base for the Mass data governance solution we have as one component, um, rule mining as we call it.
0: That sounds very innovative, actually, and it and it it falls in line with where I wanted to take sort of the last question here as we think about you know again on this theme of turning a, a, a more of a problem that needs to be managed into an opportunity for innovation, sort of a more optimistic view of governance. We had this conversation actually the three of us not too long ago, and we talked about this concept as uh, defense to offense, right? So you think about. Um, compliance and um, security and all of these things as very, very important aspects, defensive aspects of data management to being a little bit more opportunistic and, and offensive with it. Um, the research that, that we've done shows that the top companies, the best-in-class companies, the ones that have that effective data environment that's rooted in governance They are seeing significant impact to their analytics environment. So we talk about analytics as sort of the front end of this. Why are we doing all of this in the first place? Well, it's to make better decisions. In order to make better decisions, you really have an effective analytics-based decision environment, data-driven decision environment. So companies are seeing things like shorter decision timeframes. They're seeing greater trust in their data. They're seeing broader access to data. Uh, from a variety of different business users across the organization, operations, customer service, you know, even HR, things like that. From your perspective and what you've seen from customers, because I know you're both heavily involved in, in, um, you know, talking to customers, what does this modernized governance and data environment lead to? What does defense to offense look like from what you guys have seen?
2: Well, I would say that... um... If you look into kind of the new initiatives and and, and things that are coming up, for example, and um, a very important part is the offense is the usage of the data, and the defense might be the the governance in the background. Um, so the data foundation, if that side is correct and and put in place, as you mentioned, you can define new initiatives like data as a product, data mesh frameworks, um, focus on the data usage side um, because they have trustful and meaningful data um, in in their activities. That's what is provided by there. Now, internally, they can leverage and be more agile using that kind of data, taking it maybe to the offense um, in terms of of leveraging data marketplaces, for example, internally, that everybody in the company from analytics perspective is able to access exactly the data they want to and they find it at the right place. I personally, I see that um, they exactly get the data they need and that they are allowed to consume. That's maybe the the governance perspective in there. I see beyond analytics also operational systems, to be honest, as, a, as the consumers for that kind of governed, well-governed, uh, defense-governed um, data. Uh, so the whole company can benefit from that. And um, one final thing maybe that I... I see very often, it's, I guess it's taking from the sports, the the offense wins the games, but the defense wins the championships. Yeah? It's, it's a very traditional um, word in, in, in sports, and I think that's the case. Yeah? If you have nice, crazy ideas what to do with data, offensive guys are running out and doing things, but when you want to productize that, you bring that into an operational environment. It is very often the question, uh, are we allowed to use that? What to be done? So, If you have a good, solid defense as a foundation of your data, it's easy for you to get the benefits out of the data uh, with the offense side as well.
3: Yeah, let let me maybe add, um, so this uh, terminology goes back to Tom Davenport. Um, He published a paper on the Harvard Business Review 2017, I think. And when he talks about uh, offense and defense, he brings another dimension so basically the the concept of the single source of truth and the multiple versions of the truth. So the single source of the truth is is a concept where we try to bring everything together. Interestingly, what we see that a decentralized approach like data mesh, for example, they do not talk too much about this um, single source of truth because they want to have multiple versions of the truth in order to have a more offensive um, approach to to data management, and um, so um, even Tom Davenport mentioned that companies should not focus evenly on defense and of, offense. They should focus on one. Maybe it, de- it depends a little bit on the verticals. So financial companies have to look at the defense side because of the regulation, but others should more focus on the offense um, side. And I recently talked to a chief data officer from a very large company and. He told me he does not like this terminology, um, defense and offense, because every company has to do the defense. Um, but um, it's maybe of the generation of the chief data officers. Um, so the the role is very young, but we see the first generation of chief data officers. And so the newer interpretation of the role leads to a more uh, offensive um, data management or data governance uh, strategy. Maybe this is the 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 role that that brings the offensive strategy to our to our companies. Um, let's see. So, but um, I would agree abs- absolutely that we have to be more offensive.
0: Those are, those are all great points. And Niels, you had mentioned data monetization and new new. Productizing data and new revenue streams. I think that's a fascinating example of of what offense could look like. That's probably the topic of a of a different podcast. Um, but I think for now, I love I love ending on this concept of uh, that you mentioned, which I've been told my entire life, which is uh, offense wins games and defense wins championships. And and before we talked about sort of the shift from defense to offense, well, it's not really a shift. It's more about strengthening the defense so that you can be more offensive and so that you can take advantage of more of the opportunities that an effective data environment brings you. In order to do that, you've really got to shore up and strengthen um, the governance environment and um, invest in the right technologies, the right people, um, and put the right processes in place. And the research shows that the top companies that do that they're seeing real, legitimate, and tangible, repeatable business outcomes um, from doing that. So, defense wins championships—a great concept to end on. I think that's that's probably all the time that we have for today, uh, Corey. I think I'm going to go ahead and hand things back to you.
1: Great summary, Mike, and thank you, Niels and Wolfgang, as well, for your contributions. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast, discussing modernizing analytics with next-generation data governance. And I encourage you all to take a look at the additional resources. Those are available to you within the description of the podcast. And also, please subscribe to the series to stay tuned for new episodes and get caught up on the ones that you might have missed. So thanks again, everyone, and be well.
0: We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information and please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.